The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. In-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Hey everyone, take a look at this. Time lapse of our Austonia camera capturing the clouds and the storms. Beautiful shot moving over downtown Austin. Luckily for us, that rain moved out. You're still waking up though to some wet roads. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. I'm Sally Edmondes. And I'm Tom Miller. We have meteorologist Kristen Curry joining us after a long night for you. (laughs) How's the weather looking moving forward today? Much better, much, much better. We're going to see nice dry conditions here before we get into our next round of severe weather. But Mm. man, it was a rough night for some. Look at this. This storm up to the north produced hail bigger than golf balls in some areas. You can see here bouncing as soon as they hit the front yard of this home in Waco, but I wanted to show you this, how big the hail turned out to be in some parts of the city. Large pieces. I mean, we're talking grapefruit size, friends. Grapefruit size hail in Waco, right up I-35 yesterday afternoon. We did see a severe hail here in Central Texas, too. Parts of Dripping Springs getting pummeled by golf ball size hail. We'll show you some of that coming up, but let's get you up to date with what's happening on radar now. Clearing skies over the hill country, still cloudy but drier over the Austin Metro, and the storms and showers moving out. They won't come back today. Your rainfall totals looking fantastic across the board, over an inch in portions of Travis County. Even the hill country, about half an inch to an inch of rain over the last 24 hours. Eastern counties, these are preliminary totals, obviously still tracking just a little bit more rain this morning, but not bad so far. Half an inch to an inch and a half east of I-35. Down towards the bottom of Hayes County, this is our West Shore home camera there in San Marcos. Not seeing any raindrops, but I'm still seeing the clouds up top. And I'll tell you what, the clouds are disappearing. We're actually going to get a good amount of sunshine as we transition into the later part of today. The 60s will eventually be warming to the lower 80s this afternoon. So what's next? Well, our next round of severe weather is possible tomorrow. Mother Nature not giving us a whole lot of recovery time between these events. Coming up, I'm going to break down your Friday timing and storm threats. We'll talk about how it could potentially impact the start of your weekend and what your temperatures look like because new data coming in this morning is telling me the start of the weekend is going to be much cooler than anything we felt this week. The details in your first morning forecast. Kristen, thank you. Despite our recent rains, we are still in a drought. The U.S. Drought Monitor will release its weekly update today on how severe the situation is. Georgetown has new water conservation policies in an effort to meet community demands even during a drought. So that includes changing the days and times when water customers are allowed to water outdoors, new developer requirements, and some other changes. Fentanyl is killing more people than ever in Travis County, and now the top cause of accidental death we can confirm is fentanyl. The medical examiner says 417 people died from accidental drug overdoses last year. Of those deaths, 245 involved fentanyl, an increase of 108%. Deadly crashes followed with 193 deaths, and deadly falls are in the top three with 149 deaths. It's shattering, it really is. Here we are, it's, over, it's been over two years ago, it still hurts just as much now as it did on day one. That's Reed and Jerry Norman. They lost their son Aaron two years ago after taking a fentanyl-laced pill. 
Travis County leaders laid out how they plan on tackling the public health crisis with County Judge Andy Brown saying he plans on asking county commissioners for $750,000 for the next budget to support an overdose fund. The funding would go to building a more robust response for emergency community needs, expanding critical infrastructure for organizations, engaging in outreach and recovery, and having a county fund to tap into during emergencies. The Travis County Sheriff's Office also said that it is working with mental health professionals to address schools on the growing number of young people overdosing. Now at 10 o'clock this morning, activists will rally at the state capitol and they're demanding support for fentanyl test strips. This is a tool that can detect deadly drugs and other substances. Right now they are in illegal here in Texas. Going in depth, the University of Texas project sparked change in the way we report overdoses. Texcope is a digital platform designed to improve overdose data and help drive response. It combines EMS data with reports from the community and outreach workers. Research scientist Dr. Casey Claiborne says the team is working to partner with Travis, Williamson, and Hayes counties. Eventually, it wants to expand across the state. It's truly the community coming together to track overdoses. Um, but more so to give the community a voice um, so that we know how to better target our resources um, for naloxone, for example, for um, all of our outreach efforts. We, we can have a more equitable distribution of our resources. Texcope also offers mental health services and some information on how to respond to overdose and substance abuse treatment also prevention efforts. There may be another candidate for the White House in 2024. NBC News is reporting Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is now planning on entering the presidential race in mid-May. Really no surprise, but it could be the official announcement soon. DeSantis has long been viewed as Trump's strongest Republican challenger in 2024. A Democratic lawmaker in Montana will not be part of the state's legislative session moving forward. The Republican-led House voted yesterday to censure Zoe Zephyr. She's the state's first transgender state lawmaker. Last week, she told her colleagues they'd have blood on their hands if they supported a measure to restrict certain care for transgender youth. Protesters interrupted the House on Monday after she was not allowed to speak on the floor again. House Speaker Matt Regeer defending leadership's decision. It is uh, me as the Speaker just protecting the dignity and safety and integrity of the House no matter what, uh, no matter what uh, happens. And we, so we can't have that kind of behavior uh, on the floor moving forward. The House is set to have its next floor session this morning with Zephyr presumably voting remotely. Two weeks after a Louisville bank shooting, coming up the exclusive interview with NBC on the gunman's family response to that attack. And a woman rescued from the local sewers. She told witnesses about how she got there. Good morning, San Marcos. A live look at that beautiful city as we get up on this Thursday, April the 27th. Well, two weeks ago in Louisville, a 25-year-old man shot and killed five co-workers at the bank where he used to work shortly after police entered and killed him. His family said that while their son had mental health challenges, they did not see these warning signs. Now his parents are coming forward to share their message to the victims and the questions they still have. It's an exclusive interview with the Today Show Savannah Guthrie. 
If you had a chance to say something to the families, what would you want to say? We are so sorry. We are heartbroken. We wish we could undo it, but we know we can't. You can watch that full interview coming up later on today. The U.S. Department of Justice continues to search for answers in the Uvalde mass shooting. The Associate Attorney General met with the community yesterday to talk about the department's review, went to the city of Uvalde and talked about it. Officials are pledging to make it publicly available in the next few months about what's happening or what they plan to do. The Justice Department also told families more resources would be available to help the community as it reaches that one-year mark of the shooting. 19 children, two teachers were killed at Robb Elementary School on May 24th of last year. The NFL draft starts today and the prospect from Austin that we've got our eye on. Male thieves stealing from several areas in Austin. How a city council member is planning to take action. This KXAN News podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Good morning, everyone. A live look from the Austonian camera that we have high above the ground overlooking downtown Austin. May have been a long night or a very early wake-up call for you, especially if you heard this. Yeah, hail as we continue to look at the videos and pictures from the storm coverage we had for you yesterday and overnight. Video from the hail in Dripping Springs, pounding homes yesterday in the evening. Thank you to that photo uh, that we got from one of our viewers of how big it got in some places. Uh, to two inches, it looks like, with that ruler. If you are a football fan, it's a big day. The NFL Draft is kicking off in Kansas City today. You know, we got some eyes out there. The NFL Draft prospects have enjoyed the sights and the sounds of the city before the big day. One specific player that we have our eye on is a former Longhorn, Bijan Robinson. Just enjoy every single moment, man. And, and don't take nothing for granted. You know, smile through the whole process because, you know, I'm, I'm just such a positive guy. Yeah, no kidding. He is considered to be one of the top prospects in this year's draft. NBC is outside the main stage in Kansas City this morning on today where fans across the country are anxiously awaiting how the top of this year's draft will shake out. Yesterday, um, he was also, I think it was yesterday, the day before, he visited a military um, base over there as well because he has a very close connection to the military members yeah. and just was signing autographs and just... Not nervous, it seemed like, at <laughs> all. Yeah, I see why you'd be excited mm -hmm. if you're him. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, a big part of your future is about to be decided right. sort of out of your hands. Yeah, yeah. he actually and tweeted earlier this week. He, he's a person of faith, and he, he tweeted, it's already scripted. There you it's go. Already, That's right. You know, it's like it's out of his hands. It's already a plan a in motion. Attitude. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited for him, too. Let me show you what's going on when it comes to your forecast. We had quite the afternoon and evening yesterday with heavy rain and hail here in Central Texas. You'll notice those storms and showers, though, they are on their way out and they will not come back today. We're going to see actually a good amount of sunshine once we pass the lunch hour. Your temperatures this morning running a little cool. We're in those lower 60s this morning, about 5 to 10 degrees cooler than what we had yesterday. But I still think it's going to be a nice day. The storm chances will get in here tomorrow, though. That's going to be the focus is the fact that enjoy today's break. 
enjoy the sunshine, enjoy those nice warm temperatures, but don't let your guard down because despite the fact that there's only a 10% chance of a couple spot showers lingering in our eastern counties this morning, we are not done with the active weather. So let me show you what to expect over the next 48 hours. Rain clears by the time we hit lunch, nothing but sunshine. It's going to be a mostly sunny and warm day today. Overnight into tomorrow morning, we stay with the clear skies, but watch how quickly our weather turns turns as we get into Friday noon and evening. This is yet another cold front. This will bring another severe storm threat to Central Texas. Our third of the week, it moves pretty quickly, so it's not going to last as long, but we need to be on the lookout for some strong winds, hail, and even that isolated tornado threat tomorrow. So this is your Friday. It's a two out of five risk in most counties, even a three out of five risk kind of clipping land passes in Burnett County tomorrow. Top concern continues to be large hail. We have had uh, pretty big troubles with this over the last couple of weeks. Hail seems to be the dominant force this spring, but yet again, we're going to be watching for not only hail, but big hail. That's what those black lines tell me. Very large hail up to about egg size possible, 60 plus mile per hour wind, and yes, there will be an isolated tornado threat too tomorrow. It's a low flooding risk. I'm seeing one out of four in most counties, but this is good rainfall, friends, falling from these storms. We have an additional half inch to about two inches of rain expected between now and the start of the weekend. Speaking of which, how will this impact your weekend? Well, looking at some of the newest data this morning, the cold front actually sped up. So it looks to be more of a Friday evening nighttime weather maker and less of a Saturday weather maker. So I've lowered your rain chances slightly on Saturday. I think it'll be pretty dodgy Saturday morning with some leftover rain. Your Saturday afternoon is trending drier. But look at the temperatures. We go from 88 degrees tomorrow to the lower 70s on Saturday. Saturday will be noticeably cooler with those winds behind the front. And then we get some much deserved quiet weather Sunday into Monday with plenty of sunshine in those temperatures and those low to mid 80s. Hey, we didn't have any flooding issues yesterday here in Central Texas, but look at this video from Little Falls, Minnesota. This is the Mississippi, the mighty Mississippi River. Look at how strong that current is. Right now, 24 million people are at risk for severe weather and flooding across the country. We'll continue to keep an eye on those issues for our friends nationwide. Thank you, Kristen. And back here in our area, a warning as the storm potential remains high, you don't want to hang out near creeks or sewers. No, first responders in Pflugerville say that they had to rescue a woman whom a witness says was lost in the storm sewer for up to two days. Can you imagine the Travis County Emergency Services Department number two said it received a call Tuesday night about a woman stuck in a sewer. Rescuers headed out there. They say that she wandered into the storm sewer and didn't know how to get back out. Other witnesses say that they came upon a drain with a number of people gathered around and they were talking to the woman inside who they say was screaming for help. The woman gave them a cell phone number for her mother and added this. She, she told me she had been in there for two days and she said she was really thirsty. And, and I asked her how she got in there and she said she had traveled miles. What in the world, how she got in the sewer system in the first place, of course, is the question, but really not entirely clear to first responders. What a worst case scenario. Health warning for anyone at Zilker Park this past Saturday. Austin Animal Services says a bat tested positive for rabies. 
It wants to hear now from anyone who may have had contact, direct contact with that bat. It was found on the ground at a tree trunk at the Great Lawn at Zilker Park. Anyone bitten by the animal or a wild animal in general should call 311 and get in contact with animal protection. Let's head over to a multi-state search still underway for three of four escaped inmates from Mississippi. One was seen on surveillance video right here in Texas. Another inmate died after barricading himself in a burning home. Marky Martin breaks down what happened and why police are now apologizing. The manhunt continues for three of four inmates who escaped the Raymond Detention Center near Jackson, Mississippi, Saturday night. Authorities identifying the men as Casey Grayson, Corey Harrison, Jerry Rains, and 22-year-old Dylan Arrington. The escapees involved doing time for different crimes. Arrington was charged with auto theft and firearm possession. Grayson with grand larceny, possessing a controlled substance and a firearm. Harrison with receiving stolen property and reigns with auto theft and business burglary. According to the Hines County Sheriff, officials believe Arrington died inside a burning home during a shootout with police. They also suspect him of shooting a deputy in the leg before the home he was barricaded inside went up in flames. Authorities had warned the public Arrington was considered armed and dangerous, also accusing him of shooting and killing a 61-year-old pastor and stealing his red pickup truck in Jackson. The pastor had pulled over to help Arrington on the side of the road. Investigators say the group had stolen a public works truck and used it to crash through jail gates. Police eventually locating that vehicle abandoned near Houston. Residents from Mississippi to Texas asked to be on the lookout. We've once again been compromised. We are accountable for this. The Hines County Sheriff apologizing for the public breach, as it's not the first time this facility has had problems. Last summer, a federal judge ordered a rare takeover of the Raymond Detention Center after he said deficiencies in supervision and staffing led to a, quote, stunning array of assaults as well as deaths. Seven people died last year while detained there. As the investigation continues, departments like the Leake County Sheriff's Office in Carthage, Mississippi, issuing this warning to locals. If you have suspicions of a trespasser on your property, please notify the Sheriff's Office, opposed to taking matters into your own hands. If you hear noises, see something or someone, please notify us. Our thanks to Marky Martin reporting for us. Authorities say the four inmates got out through breaches in one of the cells and even the roof. The local sheriff there even saying it's likely they camped out on the roof before fleeing the facility and going their separate ways. This detention center has had reported issues, as you heard before, with the lack of lighting in cells that do not even close properly. Back here in Central Texas, knowing your rights critical when it comes to housing. You bet. Austin Civil Rights Division is bringing some fair housing issues to light. It hosted its first fair housing conference discussing problems people keep asking its office for help with. The division's interim director says they are seeing an increase in people claiming discrimination tied to mental health or other disability accommodations. The director says they're also getting more complaints related to rising rent. And some say it's more than what they're making, even after living in the apartment unit for 10 plus years. An army vet and Austin renter is in the similar situation that we just described and went to the conference to get some kind of direction. 
And 20 years later, then all of a sudden, it was just, well, you can just move someplace else on the property. You then told me that your, my rent might go up $150 if I move, and I'm having trouble representing myself, then others are too. There is now a directory with various city departments to help people navigate the fair housing process. Going in depth, just last week, the Austin Housing Authority announced a new grant from the feds to help find people a place to live. Housing and Urban Development awarded more than $550 million in vouchers. This is to provide housing and supportive services. Plans to use those vouchers along with the Ending Community Homelessness Coalition. These will be a priority for people who uh, and families who are homeless, at risk of homelessness, or fleeing domestic violence, sexual assault, stalking, or human trafficking. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.